0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to Explore FI Canada, where we sit at the roundtable with Canadians and share their thoughts, ideas, and personal journeys to financial independence.
1: Thanks to Matt McKeever for sponsoring Explore FI Canada. Matt is a Canadian investor, CPA, entrepreneur, and real estate expert who achieved FIRE at age 31. Do us a favor and check out his YouTube channel by searching Matt McKeever or using the link in our show notes. Hi, listeners. This is Chrissy and
0: Money Mechanic, of course.
1: (laughs) We are here with a special episode for you, a holiday edition. And what did we do for this holiday edition?
0: Well, that was the fun part. You know, we try really hard all year long to bring great guests to the show and, and had good conversations and chat amongst ourselves. And I do that over on the FI Garage as well. So I figured why not have them on the show to join us? Because it's like the first time we interviewed you. So yeah, it's kind of a little end of year special. And uh, then we'll continue on regular programming in the new year. When do we start that again?
1: Yes. So we are going to take a little break after this episode drops and we will be away just relaxing for the holidays. But we will be back with uh, our regular episodes on January the 8th, Friday, January the 8th. And uh, we just want to let our listeners know, I don't think we've made it very clear because it it seems like there's some (laughs) confusion about our release dates. We release every other Friday, so it's bi-weekly on Fridays. So if you're looking for new episodes of Explorify Canada, you can see them every two weeks on Fridays.
0: One day when we're far, we'll go weekly, right Chrissy?
1: I don't know. (laughs) if we we make enough to pay someone to do what we do behind the scenes maybe
0: (laughs) uh i think we'd both love to but uh we recognize how much work there is yeah yeah Yeah.
1: i I would love to interview people all day (laughs) just talk about fi but yeah it's the it's the background work that's that's a bit much
0: Yeah, so we wish you all the best for the end of 2020 and a Happy New Year to everybody and hope you've enjoyed following along the show this year. We've certainly enjoyed presenting it and talking to all the fantastic people that we have. So have yourselves uh, safe holidays and enjoy this episode.
1: Yep, and we'll see you soon.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to kind of bounce between the two shows because that's kind of what we have to do on this episode, right?
2: Yeah, I'm just going to follow your
0: lead. Yeah, well, that's all all that ever happens anyway. (laughs) It's not like you guys do any preparation. Pretty much. What do you mean? (laughs) I'm prepared sometimes. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to improve your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. Guess what, boys? I thought you were going to do both just back-to-back. Well, see, okay, I'm smart (laughs) enough. Chrissy and I are smart enough on Explorify Canada that we pre-record that
2: so we don't have to do it every time. Right, Chrissy? (laughs) Then you don't get any of our joyful banter. Exactly. How, how you don't have the two of you. us making fun of you the whole
3: time.
1: That's the best part.
0: <laughs> Chrissy and I run a serious show over at Explorify Canada. It's all about educating Canadians about their personal finance and their journey to financial independence. Right,
2: Chrissy?
1: Yes, and we're sober too. It so <laughs> <Yeah, well. laughs> goes a little differently.
2: I'm not, <laughs> see, The Economist and I have never promised to be sober <laughs> or serious, no. though this works
1: perfectly (laughs) well that's what makes it fun (laughs)
2: there's there's
0: definitely days when i'm just not quite in the mood for the garage and it should be an explorer 5 recording and (laughs) and then vice versa too i've been on a few uh which which one were we recording chrissy Where one of our guests oh i think it was uh gene they were drinking wine and we weren't drinking on the show (laughs) that's
1: right well it was Uh, a lot later in ontario
0: (laughs) this is a fair point this is a fair point it's fair Well, we are all here together, so welcome. And first of all, before we go any further, I want to thank all of you for being awesome co-hosts on both the shows. We all know that I love what we're talking about, and Chrissy, I know you're super dedicated too. You do a great blog over there, and uh, you guys are great teammates. You do the show notes, I throw in some editing, and it it all works so well. So it's just a huge thanks, and here we are at the end of the year. Uh, So that's my little thank you to everyone.
1: Cheers. Yes. Thank you too, Money Mechanic.
0: Economist yes, you are in charge of the beer
3: rollout today. Oh well, it's a a bought round from one of our listeners in the garage, and uh, Jim from uh, New York via Washington State bought us a round. He says he's he's from Washington State but been living in New York for twenty five years, and decided he he decided he liked our banter. And that that was worth buying us around. So cheers, Jim! Thanks cheers, a lot. Jim. We sent cool. we sent the mechanic out to get a beer from New York, but he failed miserably. I I risked my life,
0: you know, <laughs> go out on the streets and and try and recover this beer. And that's just actually quite surprising. I went to uh, the most notable um, beer store in Victoria for its selection of microbrews, and there really isn't much selection from the U.S. And I think the main reason for that is it's cuz there's so much good beer everywhere now like you know it's they, they can't possibly bring it in because a nobody would know what it is but it would probably be good anyway type thing so we ended up i did find american beer and this is not american beer what
2: do you mean it's not american <laughs> beer is. no yes, it's it is. not sure it is it's not read the label I've, no 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 it's brewed in bend oregon yes it's a product of bend oregon but it's <laughs> actually from a company in australia and it's imported through thailand Oh, no. No, 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 no. no! You're you're reading the label wrong.
3: I I don't know that he is.
0: Okay, it'll be in the show notes. That's that's how (laughs) I shed responsibility. (laughs) Okay, tell us what it is anyway. I was gonna, I was gonna tell you that earlier, but I wanted to throw you under the bus on air. I thought we agreed to throw the Economist under the bus this episode.
2: Well, sometimes you just give me too many openings. <laughs>
0: okay, so I'm just gonna, <laughs> I, so we can actually have a show instead of Chrissy just listening to our stupid banter. She usually listens to us in two times, so this is really slow for her.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I do. I <It laughs> can <fair>. imagine.
0: <laughs> so it's day shoots. I don't know how I'm able to pronounce that and not the other French words we have on the the show. But anyway, day shoots black butte porter and i do like a good porter around the holidays as this is the end of your holiday episode so cheers jim cheers boys chrissy no eggnog no um virgin eggnog over there no, no rum and eggnog. My,
1: my birthday cake tea <laughs> oh
0: there you go well cheers nice. and for a wrap-up show chrissy what do you think how was the how was our year on explorify canada
1: it was an amazing year I had such a great time. I learned a lot and we talked to a lot of people all across Canada and it was a ton of fun.
0: Yeah. And I feel like our backlog of guests is starting to stack up on us. It's going to be a pretty cool 2021.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I've I've had fun listening to FI Garage too. I catch every episode as soon as it drops.
0: <laughs> I knew we had two listeners out there, my mom <laughs> and you.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: Jim. You know, I think one of the hardest parts for me about doing the two shows is that I quite often don't listen to them once they're released. You know, you spend time with the edit part of it and things like that, getting it all prepped and then it drops. And I, I go through my, I scroll through my podcast list. And I'm like, oh man, there's not really anything to listen to. I'm like, I guess I could listen to <laughs> if, <laughs> I can, <right? laughs> if I can or And I do sometimes and I listen to some of her older ones and I actually get a good laugh out of it too from the FI Garage. So there you
1: go. How about you guys? accountant and and economist, do you listen to yourselves and do you still cringe when you listen to your own voice?
2: (laughs) Uh, I can handle listening through it for the show notes and then I generally don't listen to it again, unless we do something really stupid. (laughs) 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 So I listen to it again every time, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, you get feedback from your wife because she listens to it. My Mm. wife doesn't even listen to our shows.
2: Oh, that's rude. Isn't it? She has so much content to catch up on. I mean, my wife listens to both of the shows. Wow. So there you go. Yeah.
1: That's impressive.
2: But she still refuses to be on it.
1: <laughs> Same <laughs> with my husband. <laughs> won't listen, won't come on.
0: <laughs> Any of the guests that uh, show that they're a little unwilling to come on the show, I tell them they're coming on the FI Garage because they can have a couple drinks and relax. It's <laughs> a good strategy. <laughs> it is.
1: I mean, cool.
0: do you guys think we... Cover pretty similar content. Do you think our listeners listen to both shows? Because you know, I think some people—not to pick sides here at all—but you know, some people like listen to you, Chrissy. I think you say a lot of really good things on the show, and some people really resonate with that. Whereas with us, we're three guys, and I think that has—we don't say—we don't say very many good things. <laughs> we do say good things. <laughs>
1: you do. You
0: guys, you guys are really good. I think the <laughs> economist and the accountant—you guys add a lot to our show because of your backgrounds and your knowledge. Right when we're
2: talking about you know, different financial things. And where else are people going to find out about tontines? Oh my God, every show. (laughs) Got it in there.
0: Chrissy, you need to ask the question because I don't know what this is all about. Uh, I don't know either.
2: (laughs) What is it about? It came up naturally and then you made a big deal about it. So now I just enjoy making sure I say it every show. Plus it's a fun word. It's a great word.
1: It sounds like something from Star Wars.
3: <laughs> it does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 There, There is a great uh, article on Tontines that the accountant found that will repost to this episode. Yeah. It's a really fun read.
2: Yeah. Well, and there's also a great Simpsons episode about it with Abe S- Simpson and the flying hellfish. Wow. Nice. Okay. I'll have to look for that one. Oh, you have to. It's good. You know- We're all going to be sort of locked at home this holiday season, so
0: that sounds like some good research projects for for entertainment. Now, we were going to have a bit of a topic tonight, were we not? Yes. It's It's kind of on you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did ask our Twitter followers for suggestions, and so we thought we should at least try to use at least one of them.
0: There are some good show suggestions there, and I think eventually we'll cover all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, What did we end up picking, Chrissy?
1: You ended up picking <laughs> one He likes from to do Maria. that, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He's a little bossy. Yeah. Uh, Maria from Handful of Thoughts, she suggested limiting beliefs about money and how have yours evolved over time?
2: Mm, that's a good question. It's a tough one, though, too.
3: Yeah, I was going to say,
2: put us right on the
3: spot. <laughs> I'll volunteer to start off because... Generally, you're just gonna
0: sit there in silence and stare at me if I don't.
1: <laughs>
0: is that directed at everybody? Yes. <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> Believe me, we have the same awkward pauses on with Christy and I too. We're both like yeah. uh or almost <laughs> will start at the same time because we're both excited to get to say exactly. the thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're experienced podcasters, we're just not that good at it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for editing. Oh, no Whoa. kidding.
0: Yeah. So limiting beliefs, I think one of the things, and I'm not sure if this is a limiting belief, but I mean, well, there's been a lot of discussion and I've heard a few different shows talking about sort of scarcity mindset and abundance mindset. I think that's a limiting belief that has changed for me Um, from a psychological point of view. I think I see things from much more of, of an abundant mindset now. And part of that may be because as you see your savings and investments grow, it sort of builds that confidence to see that oh hey this is a pr- this is a system this is a progress and it takes time but once you start seeing it you know like everybody says it's that first you know 100k is the hardest to make um, but if you automate and stick with it then you know your beliefs can change your mindset does change and i don't have that limiting scarcity that i that i grew up with right so that's t- i'm kicking off the episode discussion with that for
3: myself economist Yeah, um, I guess mine is sort of similar, but uh, before really getting into FI and the community, you know, really my early 20s, I guess, my belief was you had to get rich to retire or you had to get rich to become financially independent. But really, once you know what you're working towards, you don't have to get rich. You just have to uh, make your way towards your number.
1: When did you figure that out? Was it when you discovered FIRE or when you started to learn more about how to manage your money?
3: I mean, I guess it's a, a slow process, but once you start reading some of the fi content, it, it becomes pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if you're starting to figure it out in your brain, it's all spelled out for you.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I would definitely say I used to think you had to earn your way to being rich. You needed that high six-figure salary to get there. And once you start reading and once you start learning, you figure out that you definitely don't. I mean, it helps, but... <laughs> Chrissy?
1: Oh, you, you were like so still, I thought you were frozen. You're like. <laughs> I thought it was, I was frozen waiting. too. <laughs> so for me, um I... My limiting belief was that I could not invest. I thought it's too boring. It's overwhelming and I'll never learn how to do it. And you have to be an economist (laughs) or a stockbroker to know what to do. So for me, it was... huge light bulb moment when I discovered that there's a thing called DIY investing and that you can invest in these things called ETFs and it's not hard and there are simple steps that you follow and you can do it yourself. So that was huge for me. Once I realized that, it just started the ball rolling. Um, As I've said many times, I was pretty good with my money already, but investing was one area that I was too scared to touch and I'm so glad that I stumbled across it. I found the Canadian couch potato and Mr. Money mustache. And it just took off from there.
0: I think one of the things that keeps coming up and over, over and over again is you can't, like, you can't earn your way to FI and you can't frugal your way to FI. It's got to be sort of a big package of all these things, right? Invest- well, yeah, I think maybe. you can do either. Well, you got you to gotta well, do a
2: little yeah. bit of everything.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you could do either and get there. It's just Well,
2: you can go on the extreme end of either one of the scales and get there. Well, it
3: doesn't sound like much fun, though. No, no, it does not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sixty hour weeks are not spending any money. Yeah. Neither of those sound appetizing. No. I think we
0: are all in the same camp here where it's not about deprivation. Chrissy, you and I have talked about that. Guys, we're having a beer on the show. Obviously, you know, we we like our craft beer, so it's not about that's we value that, so that's not deprivation in our life and not to do with our limiting beliefs, but some people think the FI journey requires extreme minimalism or frugalism. And if if that's your thing, that's your thing. That's cool. But
2: yeah.
1: Well, all of us have been to FI meetups. Have you met anyone at these meetups that is in that deprivation zone where they're miserable and unhappy with how frugal they are?
0: No, I think if they're, if they're going with that sort of, you know, who is it? um, Jacob Lundfister, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who who wrote the book, which what's the name of the book again, early retirement extreme. Thank you you. That's right. And the people that are following that path, which is like extreme frugalism or like being super minimal and frugal, they seem to be loving it. So it's like, I'm like, okay, there's no deprivation going on there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, my dad is an example of that. He's crazy. I, I say he was mustachian before mustachianism existed. He, he's crazy. Like in the winter, he doesn't turn on the heat. It, it's insane. And he, he just leaves his water running a little bit of a trickle in all his taps so that the pipes don't freeze. So I was like So <laughs> You have the money. Like he, he has so much money and he just, he's frugal because he enjoys it. He's like Mr. Money at mustache. He likes being that, that sort of stoic kind of man where he just does it for the challenge. And it's to him, it's pleasurable. So it's, it's not a deprivation.
2: Yeah, I think that's important is making sure that, I mean, go as frugal as you want, but the minute it becomes you're not enjoying it, it's time to dial it in the other direction.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So Chrissy, your funds are all invested now. Overcoming that hurdle of learning all about it turned the corner for you. Did you change other things once you learned about the investing side of things? Did you start shoving more money at it or anything like that? Or was it just like that kind of aha and
1: get going with it? I totally started shoveling more money towards it because before that I used to just be saving in a TFSA, literally treating it as a savings account with a high interest savings account inside the TFSA. Like what a waste for years and years. That's what I did. So I didn't know any better. And I was too scared to do anything with the money. And then we sat on all these stock options my husband got and we just left them there because we didn't know how to sell them, how to deal with them, how to report the capital gains, any of that. So they just sat there and it worked out to our benefit because they ended up going way up from when we bought them to when we sold them. But in the middle, we actually freaked out and stopped buying the stock options, which was dumb because it was essentially free money. You get a discount when you buy and if you sell it right away. You get that discount right off the top. So, yeah, there were. I have a lot of regrets about that time, about um missing out. But yeah, once I discovered that you could invest um, on your own, I found every penny I could to (laughs) dump it in there and get us to fire quicker.
0: I found that as my savings and investments grow, it's seeing that, like you can, I, I had the conception of what compounding was, but until you actually kind of see it working, like physically go, "Huh, my account's growing, and I'm not doing anything." Like that money coming in is just making it bigger. You're like, "Oh, this compounding thing really is a thing, right?" And I felt like once you get into it and that money's going in there, it almost motivates you to do more because it's like, "Ooh, you,
2: you see the progression, right?" It's, oh, for sure. Yeah. Once you have that one big month where out of nowhere, your account is $15,000 higher than it was 30 days ago, and you didn't put any money in, that's a beautiful day. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to talk about when it's down $30,000 from the <laughs> month, but you know, either way. Well,
0: my TFSA has recovered to its all-time high from, from this year. 2020 has been, been a big uh, U-shape for my <laughs> TFSA. <laughs> hey, me too. I just got back. Yeah, but nothing got sold. So accountant, tell us more about not having to get that huge earning job. Has it changed the decisions that you've made with your career now that you're
2: on your FI journey? Um, I mean, I'll say no because I'm still compensated pretty well. But uh, I mean, I was never somebody that would let a job run my life.
3: You probably figured that out before you were 22.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'm the guy who, like, before I even realized that FU money was a thing, like, I would ask for chunks of time off to go traveling, and I wouldn't get them, and I would just quit. Wow. And, like, it never dawned on me that that was, like, weird or unusual to do. I was just like, oh, you won't let me take six months off to go traveling? Okay, well, I quit. I didn't really, like, it wasn't a big concern for me for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, that was never really a big one for me.
1: Did you have the FU money? Did you actually have FU money that you could quit those jobs without worry?
2: I did one time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Money mechanics shaking his head.
2: And another couple times I did not. You thought you did. I thought I did.
1: (laughs) But you made it and you're doing well now.
2: It always worked. You know what the beautiful thing is, is especially when you're younger. I think the first time I quit a job, I was It wasn't even for that long of a time period, but I ended up having a new job before I had left my old job with built in the time off that I had requested. Like I had just moved my start date at the new job. And that kind of opened my eyes to like, you know, if you have a usable skill set, you're going to find a job. So what am I really so scared of in leaving? And I mean, funny enough too, especially in my field, every time I leave a job, I end up getting a job with that pays more money whenever I come back to work. So it ends up being a good career choice either way.
1: That's amazing. Now, are you still part-time? Cause I know you did that part-time experiment.
2: I am not part-time anymore. I got sucked into a full-time Fail. job. <laughs> <Fail. Yes. laughs> yeah. I failed really hard at that. Well,
1: How many weeks were you part-time?
2: I was part-time for about two, one and a half. <laughs>
1: really? I thought it was longer.
2: No. <laughs> no, because I, I went part-time at my old job, and then my brother needed help at his uh, company.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
2: And so then I started helping him, and I now somehow work there full-time. <laughs> so I'm not sure how I got tricked into that one. I blame my brother, but what are you going to do? We'll get you trained up on Coast Fi next year.
1: Spouse fi. <laughs> you call it?
0: <laughs> I don't want to say that too loudly, but yeah, there's a, <laughs> I think, yeah, the accountant and I are maybe a little bit guilty of spouse fi. Well, you're stay okay, stay-at-home mom is synonymous with spouse fi. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Guilty as charged.
0: <laughs> you know, I almost called somebody out on the old Twitter box the other day because there was some comment about, Oh, I retired a year and a half ago, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going your, your husband still works. You're just spouse-fi. Don't call yourself fire. Just call <laughs> yourself spouse
1: That's an awkward thing. There are some bloggers out there who, they say retired, but they became stay-at-home parents while their partner still works. So I don't want to call anyone out, but... It's like, I would not say I'm retired when my husband's still working. <laughs> it's weird.
0: Yeah, and I think we've all kind of come to that conclusion on both shows here is that we talk a lot more about the financial independence side of it because look, the accountant's proven to himself that he can't not go to work. I, <laughs> I, keep, I keep trying to nod and I keep finding things to do. But the truth is, and you know, I know you well enough that even if you were, had no technical job and then a cool project came across your lap, Right. You'd be like, yeah, I want to get
2: involved in that. I want to do that. Oh, right? I have huge squirrel syndrome. <laughs> I see a squirrel, I chase it. I I can't help it. It's me and the dog. We just follow the same path.
1: So how are your investments not all over the place like money mechanics? Or are they? Are you Oh the they same? oh
2: no, they are. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're same. we feed off each other. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. It's not good. <laughs> and then the economist is like coming out of left field with some of
2: his stuff too. And we're like, oh, that looks really cool. Yeah. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> your bad influences on each other
2: yeah you would not enjoy our text thread it's uh (laughs) we go down some very long rabbit holes
1: I can tell just from what money mechanic tells me like you're into that now
0: (laughs) yeah that's how the fi garage got started we used to sit around drink beers and talk about all this stuff so we just got the mics yeah that is how it started (laughs) so I was trying to remember Chrissy you were our first interview on fi garage because I think I was that's just when you started your blog wasn't it
1: yeah, I was shocked. You contacted me almost right away. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> why, is he, why does he want to interview me already?
0: How come this internet <laughs> creeps trolling me already? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I heard you guys, you sounded nice. Like, okay, fine. I'll give it a try. It was fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that was, it seems like so long ago now. Was and that it, like two years ago? Yeah.
1: I think, wow. yeah, it was almost two years because I started my blog almost two years ago. Yeah. Crazy. So it's
0: it's been a fun ride for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Economist, more limiting beliefs? More.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Follow up on yours? You want more? Well, we don't necessarily have to have lots. <laughs> I've got another one for you. So I feel like, and this one is, I feel like it's common, is when you first discover FI, the only lever you attack is the reducing spending lever. Hmm. And I've found the more assets I've accumulated and the more I've learned, the more I attack the earning more lever as opposed to the spending less lever. But you just said you don't need to earn more. No, but then we (laughs) go down these insane (laughs) rabbit holes with high yielding investments and all of a sudden, there you go. I don't necessarily always mean to do it. It just happens. You're referring to earning more
0: from your investments rather than earning more from your job. Okay, sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, so you're trying to squeeze more out of the money that you've got invested already.
2: Yeah, I've, I find you learn more ways to squeeze more juice out of the, out of the fruit than uh, at the start.
1: So are you FI? Are you FI, the accountant?
2: I'm, well, that really depends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have
1: a lot of real estate, right? So that makes it a bit trickier to calculate.
2: I do. I mean, I run off of a cash flow model at the moment, and I don't want to admit why I am, but at the moment, based on the amount of options I'm selling every month, <laughs> I would be.
1: That's pretty cool. I've heard options can be pretty lucrative.
2: They are very lucrative. Takes a lot of learning and like a lot, I mean, again, way higher risk. So that's that's where I'm hesitant to say that I am because Technically, on my past performance, I would be, but everything could blow up at any point in time. So, when are you retiring?
3: When are you quitting again? Is that a 2020 goal or
2: 2021 goal? That'll depend. Like, when's the next time I can travel again? Yeah. <laughs> that normally is what preempts me to, have to leave a job is I'm going
0: somewhere. That's a pretty interesting point, because I think there's been a lot of struggle in 2020. Some people have been really lucky to be able to take their work home with them. some people haven't been so lucky, but a lot of those type of when decisions may be based around like when can I geo arbitrage, when can I travel again when can I you know go other places right you might just if you, if you're lucky enough to still have a job, just stick it out, stack the bones and go okay it's, it's fire 2022 because what's the point of doing it now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. well, and like right now, the only time I leave the house is to go to the office mm-hmm. So like, as weird as it may sound, it's like my little piece of sanity, like seeing the outside world is when I go to work.
1: So I think one of the other topics that we wanted to talk about was how we all survived 2020 because it's been a doozy of a year.
2: (laughs) It's just been lovely.
1: (laughs) I know we all want it to end as quickly as possible, but maybe our listeners can take some actionable tips from how we managed this year.
2: So I don't know if this is how any of us particularly managed Well, it's probably speaks for me, but there's a very interesting Victoria buzz article that I just got sent. And the title is Southern Vancouver Island breaks record for alcohol consumption. And I feel like that sums <laughs> up 2020, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely.
0: I, you know, that's a good question. 2020, we were already pretty frugal and we had things dialed in, but I feel we just went even further not, necessarily out of necessity, but just because it was like, okay, we're home. So how are we going to optimize because we're here all the time type things, right? So there was more batch cooking and more, way more batch shopping. I think that's one of the things we got really good at this year was it's like one trip to the grocery store a week now, right? And it's like, there's some good planning, good thought process goes into it. Definitely doing a lot of, you know, if, if chicken's on sale, I'll put a bunch in the freezer or or whatever it is on sale. Like we make chili, right? So when cans of beans are on sale, the camper, the, the pantry's full of beans, right? Like we can we could survive if we can't go shopping. So it's,
2: it's good you haven't been able to have anyone over to the house then. <laughs> 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 That's the beauty of having two dogs. You always blame the First. dog. <laughs> problem solved.
1: Dogs are the worst.
0: <laughs> I, I think our meal prep and shopping strategies really uh got dialed in in 2020. That's a a positive takeaway for me. Hey Chrissy, how much experience would you have after doing something 43,000 times?
1: Quite a bit, I think.
0: Yeah, well, 43,000 is the number of Canadians that PolicyMe has advised on their life insurance needs.
1: That's amazing. I'm not surprised that so many Canadians have used PolicyMe. It takes just five minutes and they'll recommend exactly what you need and not a penny more.
0: And if you don't need any life insurance, PolicyMe will tell you that too.
1: I love that. Even better, there may be no medical exam or doctor's statement required for certain insurers with PolicyMe.
0: Visit exploreficanada.ca forward slash policyme to get your no-obligation quote or book a call with one of their advisors
2: anytime. How about you, Chrissy? How did uh, What were your guys' survival techniques?
1: It sounds like you know, Across the FI community, it, everyone fared quite well. We're just a fortunate bunch, I guess. I, I can't say everybody, but it sounds like for the most part, we we did quite well. We're un, relatively unscathed. And in my situation, that's been the case. Uh, my husband is in the video game industry, and I thought it would tank uh, for sure. When the pandemic started, I thought, uh-oh, everyone's going to be out of a job. No one's going to have extra money to spend, and video games are just going to go way down and the opposite happened. Like people are playing more video games. Um, the people who can work from home actually have more money and more time to spend on video games. And so they've done well. And, um, because of that, he's got a stable job, he's happy. And, uh, he was already working from home a little bit. So he already had their equipment and the routine down pat. And then, uh, as soon as they had the go-ahead, he actually ran back to the office and grabbed some more equipment to make his office a little more comfortable. But yeah, we've been pretty happy. Um, I feel guilty to say that because I know a lot of people have had a hard time, but uh, it's been relatively easy for us to uh, transition into this new lifestyle. Um, And so we've actually tried to take some of our extra savings to give back in different ways. Like we give tips to people who deliver things to us. You know, we go shopping and pick up our groceries. I know we're not really supposed to tip those people, but <laughs> we do anyway. Um, if there's donations that people need, we we give donations. And we especially like to give really hyper-local, you know, where there's yeah. it's not even a charity. It's just some individual we find out needs some help and we send some cash there. Um, so... Yeah, I feel guilty, but at the same time, this pandemic has given us some extra resources that we're able to share with other people.
2: Yeah. And I think that's yeah, that's, that's awesome is the supporting the local people in your community. I mean, we were doing the same we were trying to do take out once a week from a different local restaurant just to try and support people, leave a healthy tip, you know, try to help people around who are, you know, support your local businesses because they are the backbone of your local economy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we also try to shop from uh local produce delivery place. Um, They originally were serving restaurants. Um, That was what they did. They uh, bought uh, produce and, and brought it to restaurants locally. And that business just died overnight. And so the owner had to pivot literally overnight to uh, something else and he figured out that he could get this going and um, a a lot of the promotion was done just by word of mouth and now they've completely turned into this uh, produce delivery company and they just deliver locally and they're doing well they're thriving and it's a great service for people um, who don't want to go shopping and their prices are reasonable they're a little bit higher but I don't mind for the convenience and to for sure uh, help give some people jobs Um, it's been great for us and great for them.
2: I think that is one of the only, I won't say only, but one of the good things to come out is you have seen the ingenuity of some small business owners who like Mm -hmm. the amount of businesses like that, that I've heard of where they just pivot overnight and they figured it out and they just found a way to survive. Like it really shows just how creative people can get and what they are capable of doing when they put their mind to it. Did you know you can rent an Irish pub? <laughs> no way. Yes, actually. I uh, look it up. before we got shut down, I was gonna say we need to rent it and record out of it one night. <laughs> yes.
0: well, so and this is just thinking of what you're saying about entrepreneurs you know innovating in 2020 and, and figuring things out. Part of this is they've made, it's like a tiny home size on a trailer, but it's like an authentic little Irish pub that you can Aww. rent, and they'll bring it to your house. It's all cleaned and sanitized. They'll park it in your driveway, and there you go. You get to With your bubble, you get to have a little Irish pub night.
3: <laughs> Where is this? <laughs> it's
0: it's on the island. It's on the lower island, or it's on the island. Um, I'll have to, The name will be in the show notes, because I'm slipping right now. I can look up real quick. Do you remember what it was? No, there? I don't remember what it was, but... I'll look look it up while The Economist is telling us his 2020 story. But I just thought of that. I thought it was a cool little pivot for an entrepreneur.
3: Yeah. um, I mean, I got lucky too. Not only could I work from home, but work got incredibly busy for some reason. So I have put my head down, worked, and tried to ignore all the pandemic stuff. And there's nothing to do anyhow. So putting in extra hours and making hay while the sun shines. So very lucky, I didn't survive based on anything I did; just, circumstance. just circumstances. Circumstances, <laughs> but I didn't need to do anything. At the same time,
2: oh, I've got another question. So, Chrissy, are your kid? You have kids, right? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. two kids. So, yeah. have mm-hmm. they been homeschooling? Like, what's that been like?
1: Yeah, so I decided to keep them home. I've always wanted to homeschool my kids, but I was just like, I can't be the teacher and the mom and do the curriculum and everything. So I never did. But this opportunity came up. Well, I, I like to see it as an opportunity now instead of we were forced into it because I really chose this path. Um, I discovered that there's these things called remote or virtual schools. They're just like bricks and mortar schools, but everything is online and they the teachers do the curriculum. It's all there and ready. And the teachers are there to mark and give feedback and help the kids. So I am just there to keep the kids on track and make sure they're doing their work. It's for me, it's the perfect combination. So my kids have been doing that since September and they have loved it. There were some tears at <laughs> first because they get the whole curriculum, right? Uh, my older one, he's in high school. So it's a semester system. So it's four courses at a time for half the year each. And then my younger one, he's in grade seven and he got the whole year of everything <laughs> all at once. And they're both like, oh, what are Super we going to do? Super <laughs> yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. My older one was like, Um, what are the chances I'll catch COVID if I go back to school? (laughs) He was ready to throw in the towel. I can't
0: slack off when mom's watching me all the time.
1: Yeah. So there was some uncertainty at first, but after the first couple of weeks, we sorted things out and they're in a routine now. And my younger one, he's almost finished all of his science for the year.
2: Oh. And
1: he's more than halfway in everything else. So he's moving super fast. And my older one, uh, he's in grade 10, so it's a, a lot more coursework for him. But he's working probably half the number of hours he would have worked if he was going to in-person schooling because he would have spent, what, six, seven hours at school and then he'd come home for three to four more hours of homework. But now he does five to six hours altogether and then he's done for the day and he's on track just sticking to that schedule. So for us, it's just been a nice, slower pace of life. Like there's, there's no... um parent-teacher conferences. There's no uh, assemblies and all those extra things, which they were good, but it's it's kind of nice to not have that this yeah, year.
2: Yeah, that, that does sound a lot more enjoyable. I mean, Coast Fi, and then is it like Coast School?
1: You know, a yeah, little more
2: part-time?
1: Yeah, I would love for them to keep doing this so we can eventually travel and have them do their schooling on the road, but... They really miss their friends yeah, and that. that's something you can't replace with homeschooling. So most likely they'll go back to school once it's safe to do so again.
3: And uh, if you're a kid, can you just show up at lunchtime and play in the school
1: year? <laughs> <You> <laughs> some of their friends have done that. <laughs> yeah, some of their friends do that just because they can. They're they're at yeah. home, but they want to go to school to see the friends.
2: I'm just here for recess. That sounds like <laughs> yeah. the perfect school day to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely. What about 2021? Here we are, end of the year, moving forward. Uh, What's everyone thinking? Does anybody have any particular goals? Uh, Something they're looking forward to? Changes in strategies, whether it's employment, saving, investing, home? What do you think? Accountant, you're shaking your head. You get to go first. I
2: I just think it's way too hard to call at this moment what's going to happen. And I think I'm just setting myself up for disappointment if I make any plans. So... I think 2021 is just like a see what happens here. I'm not putting any, pre- any additional pressure on myself other than survive until the world hopefully goes back to some semblance of normal.
3: I'm looking forward to heading south as soon as possible. <laughs> or, you know, southeast, southwest, south, due south, wherever the sun is. More equator <laughs> adjacent, U- is that it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Anywhere, anywhere. That's fair. Yeah. You're looking forward to travel. You're hoping for travel back in 2021.
1: I think we all are.
0: (laughs) You know what? I don't miss the travel.
1: Well, you've done a lot.
0: That's true. I do get to leave. I do travel for work, even though it's just been sort of on the island or on the coast here, which is, you're right. And I'm, again, totally lucky that I've been able to continue to do that because there are lots of people that are just at home. But I mean, as far as international travel goes, I don't really miss it. I I've worked and lived abroad, so I'm kind of like, that's okay. I'm all right. Without that for a few years, but I know that's a huge part of people's lives, and uh, it will be exciting to get some of that back.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to yeah. the most next year. I
0: <laughs> I can't believe that I saw you on Twitter saying that you'd want to live in Tokyo.
1: Why? Why can't you believe
0: that? I, it just looks so busy, like the just <laughs> stimulus and there? lights and No, no, no. Of course, I have. no, I haven't been oh. there. I, I think it'd be fantastic, cool place to visit, but. I was just surprised. I thought you were more of like you wanted something a little more laid back, but no.
1: I I like both, but I love living in cities. Like I like I love getting away to where it's quiet and I like my house to be quiet, but I really like cities. They're just so interesting. There's so much good food and interesting people and just lots to do. So Tokyo is just amazing. It's it's a crazy huge city and every little neighborhood is slightly different. So like you, you could live there your whole life and never see it all.
2: I've heard really good things about Tokyo. Everybody who's ever been there has told me that exact thing that it's amazing and they love it.
1: Yeah.
0: We should probably not be talking about travel.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is supposed to be the happy holiday episode, not the I'm so depressed I can't travel. (laughs) (laughs) But I am really glad that we all got together and had this little collaboration episode because it's been a long time coming. We've talked about it for a while. And, I found it kind of challenging because, you know, Chris, you and I usually have our discussion, our banter, the way we do the show. And then, you know, the accountant and the economist and I, we, we do our show a slightly different way. So I'm a little bit in between here. And uh, I just wanted, you know, all our listeners to sort of enjoy hearing from all of us at the same time.
2: Well, we appreciate that you're always there to keep us all in check. It's not always easy and I'm, <laughs>
0: getting, I'm getting a little better at it, but I totally just make it up as I go along. I just, I'm just making it up.
1: You do a good job of that. I'm I am terrible at that.
0: <laughs> we get rid of all the awkward pauses in the, in the editing, so it's all good. You guys are great. You're all
3: fantastic. It seems when you do that for the Explore Fi, but not for the Fi Garage, you just leave <laughs> them in there a lot of the time. That's ah, close enough. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who is it? Didn't we account uh, accountant? You probably remember. Didn't we get a comment about the Economist this year about being the guy from. Oh, Slater Uh, from Days and Confused. Confused.
2: Yeah, that's right. Slater from (laughs) Days.
0: And now everyone's got this picture of him looking like Kelso, which is not that far (laughs) from like the '70s show. So it's just
2: like (laughs) he has peak Jared Kelso hair from that '70s show. I think Uh, it's Michael. Oh, Michael Kelso. Who's Jared Kelso? Michael Kelso.
1: (laughs) It's probably a kid you know. Huh? Somebody went,
0: went to school with. Hey, you guys, you know what? We're gonna, I'm going to put Chrissy on the spot here. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I may have to edit this out. <laughs> you have such a cool little avatar for you know on your blog and everywhere I see you on social media. So the FI Garage is willing to contribute to the charity of your choice to get our own little avatars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'll have to go to Kyoto for that. I
0: thought
2: you made it. We're going to Japan.
1: I didn't. <laughs> got my I, toothbrush yeah i went to the kyoto manga museum was no. my friend my friend went there with her fiance and got these little caricatures done. i was like those are the cutest things and i asked her where she got it and that's where she did and when we went to kyoto i made a point to get there early and line up and get our <laughs> caricatures done
0: that's awesome because you know I know that you're you were a graphic artist. You are a graphic artist. You've done an awesome job on our website design, and I totally thought you'd made that. That's why I was I was yeah, wanting you to make funny. more for us.
1: <laughs> Some people think that too. Jim Wang. Do you know Jim Wang from Wallet Hacks? Yes. Yeah. So he um, he also asked me the same things. Like, hey, could could you make one for me? I'm like, I would, but, <laughs> but I didn't make it. <laughs>
0: so if you're a skilled artist or graphic designer listening to the show and you want a little side hustle there's probably a lot of bloggers that would go for something like that especially if they're anonymous at least two <laughs> there's there's three presents
3: yeah
1: i think i saw someone on twitter who does that who oh, does little caricatures and they're they're super cheap they were like five bucks or something five or ten bucks nice. that's not it. our price <laughs> yeah <way. laughs>
0: Yeah, well, that's because I'm
2: relying on Explorify Canada to keep us in the black, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we have this thing where we tend to drink any profits that come in the door. Don't we?
0: <laughs> I consider Fi Garage to be wildly successful because we are almost at like neutral cost on our beer consumption for the show. That's all I ask.
1: That's impressive.
0: It's all we ever asked for was to drink free that's- beer. And now if you're... Thanks, Jim. Yes, yeah. Mr. Jim. <laughs> Thanks again, Jim. And if you're a brewery, listen to this because we tweet out the breweries and the beers that we drink and none of them have tweeted back and said, oh, we'd love to send you guys another round of beers so that you can say thanks to such and such brewery. And I'm not going to name a name brewery because we give way too much free advertising.
2: So. <laughs> uh, also on the brewery front, just before we finish here, I did throw you under the bus earlier. It turns out you were right. It is Oregon, but these are specifically labeled for import around the globe. And that is where I'm getting all that information from. Oh. Uh,
0: I didn't want to go off on you because I was fairly confident that's what it was. Because hey. I started reading the bottle before we started the show. And I'm like, well, who is True Craft Beverages, Vancouver, Canada? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute here. And then it's got a whole bunch of, what, what language is
2: well, that? Well, there's there's on? Thai down there. Um, that
0: Thai? Oh, I, I should recognize that from our bing tang beers that you brought Yeah, right? Uh, right? Well,
2: and bing tang's not Thai, but either way. Uh, no. <laughs> but. Do they, is it the Never mind. I'm just stop it right Yes.
3: <laughs> it was a nice beer though. It was. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Very tasty. I do like a porter at this time of year. So here we are. Chrissy, thanks for joining us. And it was awesome. Always. This is your second interview on the FI Garage and it's the first interview for the accountant and the economist on Explorify Canada. Yay, there we go. Fun. We'll have to do it again. Clearly, we're never going to have a podcast with four people because <laughs> it's difficult.
3: Yeah. Happy Festivus.
0: Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, to try and stay um, whatever it is. Season's Greetings. How's that one?
1: Yes. And we're going to take a little break. I don't know if FI Garage is going to, but Explore FI Canada is going to take a little break until January the 8th.
0: What? It's like, we got something better to do. You're just going to be at home. <laughs> <laughs> How not, much was not it.
1: <laughs>
0: see you need to take a lesson from the accountant and the economist for show notes because it's like 15 minutes before release i'm like guys you're gonna do the show notes I and know. it's like bang done cut and paste,
1: <laughs>
2: you keep telling
1: me i'm like no i want the seo
2: <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough oh yeah we score very low on the seo but <laughs> yeah both of us yeah we're not real good at that. <laughs>
0: Well, we even started off writing blog posts, which we we're we were all kind of getting into because none of us are great writers. But when we had the website explosion of oh. 2020, uh, motivation went down. Yeah, it kind of died. Yeah. yeah. T- 2020 was rough on the old FI Garage <laughs> website. It yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> all right, we could keep chatting forever. So let's wrap this up. Thanks for listening to both shows. We do appreciate that. We are on the social media Christy's very active, running the Explorify Canada comments and Twitter. We on the FI Garage are all independent on Twitter. Not that I think a lot of people like our listeners are on Twitter,
3: but whatever, we're there. I think we have listeners on Twitter. Well, I think we do too. But they keep saying, "Hey, your episode's not playing today. What's going <laughs> on?"
2: Yeah, that was helpful.
0: <laughs> I I may have slept in. It was a Coastify day, and it wasn't on my to do list. So. I'm getting out of here before you keep picking on me. <laughs> we'll see you all in 2021. Thanks for joining Happy us.
3: Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
1: Yeah, Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. If you've been getting value from our content, please support us in the following ways. One, leave us a review and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. Two, tell your friends and family about us. Three, use our referral links at exploreficanada.ca forward slash recommendations. All of our show notes can be found at exploreficanada.ca You can also find us at our own blogs, figarage.ca or eatsleepbreathefi.com. Today's episode was edited and mixed by Max Desmarais with episode transcripts provided by otter.ai.